0: Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition, and never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard in this podcast. Thank you so much, and without further ado, let's get started. Hi, in this episode of Tarika Foundation's Mindful, Beautiful, and Thriving podcast, we are here with Mr. Vishal Sasseh to learn more about his journey and experience from India to America. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Mr. Saste, please share a bit about your background with
1: our listeners. Hi, um, so my name is Vishal Saste, and I came to the U.S. from India when I was nine years old back in 1979. Um, before that, we, my parents and I had left India, and we had moved to England for about a year, and... Our journey brought us to the U.S. So it's been, you know, uh, what, 41 years uh, that we've been here in the U.S. so far.
0: Wow, that's really cool. What is the exact reason that you came to the U.S.? Was it for school or for work?
1: Uh, Actually, I came because my parents moved here. My dad had both of his brothers living here, both in San Diego, actually, and uh, they they convinced him to... uh, moved to uh, the U.S. to be with them, So he's a doctor and he found a a work out here and uh, I followed suit with my parents.
0: That's really cool, yeah. How did frequently moving from different countries shape your identity? Because you mentioned that you came from England. Uh, Do you feel more connected to one culture versus another?
1: Um, I think... I do feel connected to one culture more because we move so much. I had gone to about 18 schools, different schools by the time I graduated high school. Now, when I say 18, that also includes uh, going from elementary school to junior high, junior high to high school. Those would be counted as two or three of the schools. But I went to, three different high schools like ninth grade for one semester I went to one high school second semester I went to another high school and then the longest I'd ever stayed in one school was 10 through 12 and um, because of all this moving it helped me identify with one specific culture that I could keep with me every time I moved from one place to the other
0: that is really fascinating 18 schools is a lot <laughs> yeah 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 so the next question has two parts. Uh, okay. First, was it easy or difficult for you to assimilate into American culture and why?
1: Um, I think it was easier, it wasn't too bad at all, because even when I lived in India when I was you know, up to the age of nine or eight, my cousins from here would visit. So I had an idea of what life was over here. Then having moved to England, I got another view of, you know, what life was outside of um, India. I guess you could say the Western world and culture. So when I moved to the U.S., you know, it didn't really create any difficulties for me. I, I think I assimilated uh, pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. Then the second part is, what about your beliefs or cultural norms did you have to adapt or change if applicable?
1: I think... I don't know about beliefs. I don't think I changed any of my beliefs really because, you know, those beliefs are what my parents have taught me and what we teach our kids. So we, you know, we keep beliefs from the day we're born till the day we die. Um, As far as cultural norms, my parents taught me uh, we're Hindu. So, you know, we follow Hinduism and we would go to temple we uh, would pray at home, so I I never encountered anyone here asking me to change my views or beliefs or you know uh, cultural views. It was more that people learned from what we were doing as a family or a community, and these people actually changed to understand our views and beliefs. That is really
0: nice. Yeah. I never really thought of it that way. Okay, what do you think are the challenges in raising your children in two different cultures, Indian and American, and how do you overcome these?
1: Um, so it is, it is a challenge. Um, not, not as much as a challenge as it was for uh, my parents because my parents, when they moved here, like all immigrants, they'd only, only seen one lifestyle. And that was the culture and beliefs that they had, uh, in their country. And for us who grew up here, mainly, we got to see two different cultures, one from our homeland and one where we were now our new homeland and we could look at both the cultures and mix them together instead of just saying, Hey, this is the one view of the world. And this is how you're going to follow it. Um, my generation, like I said, we were able to and are able to mix both cultures and take the best out of both cultures and teach our kids the same values and have them follow those um, mixed values.
0: Right. Yeah, that's really fascinating. I kind of had the same experience as well, because my parents are from two different countries as well. My dad is from Europe and my mom's from Asia. And so okay. I definitely agree with the blending together of cultures and taking the best out of them. Exactly. Do your kids question you or do not want to follow your culture or or belief system?
1: My kids personally actually <laughs> have never questioned us. We, we've never pressured them into, you know, saying or t- telling them you're Hindu and you're going to follow these specific rules. And if you don't follow them, you know, you're in trouble with in whatever means of punishment that may be. We did teach them, but they also learned from observing what we did. So if we pray to the gods in the house, we didn't make them stand next to us and pray to the gods, but they would see it on a daily basis. So then they started following in our culture uh, in that sense. If we go to the temple they are more than happy to join us to the temple. If they, there's times they don't want to go to the temple. We don't argue and you know say you have to go. Like I said, they never argued against the culture. They've actually embraced it and they they realize wherever you go in the world, everyone takes their culture along with them. Uh, you know, for example, if a person from Romania moves to uh, Japan. They'll assimilate into the Japanese culture, but they're still going to have their Romanian values. Right, um, yeah. and, the, and the children will as well. And uh, that's what our children have um, learned over the years.
0: That is really nice. Yeah, especially just letting them not be pressured into anything, just letting them observe. and if exactly. do, that's, that's fine. Yeah, it's great.
1: You know, we have seen parents who will pressure their kids that you have to. yeah yeah
0: absolutely yeah
1: and and that's when you know it's human nature that's when uh kids or even adults they they want to do the opposite then
0: yeah absolutely even I have some friends whose parents are like that and they're my friends and parents are struggling a little bit but they're trying to work things out so it's great that you and your children have less pressure around conforming exactly. to certain things and just letting them express themselves and do whatever they feel like is best for them. So, yeah, that's that's great. Yeah. As a follow-up to the previous question, how mm-hmm. are you helping your children experience the culture and values that you grew up with? And why is it important for you to ensure that your children experience your heritage?
1: Okay, so we from the uh, very beginning, have spoken to our kids in our uh, native language. So in India, each state basically has its own languages. So there's about 26 states, but there's actually more languages than that with dialects in different regions in in, uh, different states. Um, So we come from the state of Maharashtra, where Mumbai or Bombay is, and we speak a language called Marathi. Uh, okay. So we, from the very beginning, we spoke with our children uh, in Marathi and anytime they would try to speak to us in English, we would, would not respond. So we, you know, we realized once they go to daycare, once they go to um, school, they're going to speak English and that's fine. Uh, they have to learn English, um, but until then we'll instill the Marathi as language uh, in them. And to this day, they both understand and speak Marathi really well. So the reason that helped was even though I grew up here, my wife grew up in India and her, most of her family is in India. So we go to visit her family, my uh, relatives in India as well. But when my kids visit with us, they don't feel awkward or they don't feel like they're going to get bored there because they speak the language. And because they speak language, all their cousins enjoy being with them. There's communication. How we uh, instilled our culture in them is by taking them to India almost every year or every other year and spending, you know, at least three or four weeks at a time where they would see what life is there, what the culture is like there. And when we come back here, they continue on with those same traditions. My parents live close by here. So they get to see their their grandparents, you know, on a daily basis, actually. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we actually have dinner at my parents' house every night. Um, oh, that's
0: really nice.
1: Yeah, so the six of us, we um, they live about 5-10 minutes from here. My mom cooks still every night for all of us. So we go to her house, or their house, and my, the kids love going over there. And that's uh, how they learn about our culture, and that's why they're seeing our culture from two different generations um above them so it's instilled in them and that's why they want to continue on uh yeah Yeah.
0: that's really nice how they get to see their grandparents every night because especially during covid that's something that you can't really do but that's yeah it's an advantage of having your Parents and grandparents live really close to you that's, that's really sweet that they get to see them okay and these last two questions will be tips for our podcast listeners so the first question is what is your message to teens who are listening to this podcast
1: um my message to the teens who are listening to this podcast is listen to what your parents are telling you don't don't listen to them, thinking that they are telling you to do something. You know, they're they're asking you to listen and observe. Like, like I told you how my kids did it. We never forced upon them, or and I know most parents don't force upon their kids uh, their culture. So they, the parents are trying to do good by showing you what the future is like the parents have great experience you know um with everything good and bad things um just my advice is listen to what your parents are saying try not to take things in a negative fashion negative manner um try to see the positive out of what your parents are trying to tell you and teach you um it comes from not just you know, 40, 50 years of their experience in life, it's actually coming from generations above them, you know, two, three, four generations above them. That's giving you uh, the advice that your parents have learned from their ancestors. Um, And I I believe if you just have an open mind, life is easy just for both parents and uh, kids.
0: Right, yeah, that's some great advice and I will definitely take that into consideration as well. (laughs) (laughs) And last but not least, what is your message to all parents who are listening to this podcast?
1: To parents, um, I know every parent wants to hold on to their past, their um, history, their culture, values. And we want our kids to be a lot like us. We want our kids to listen. We want prosperity, safety for our children. But sometimes I think as parents, what we try to do is we try to push our values and our culture too much on the kids by saying, hey, you have to do this, you have to do that. This is how we did it back home, or this is you know, how our relatives do it. Um, Children are at a point in their lives where they're you know, trying to assimilate in two different cultures and they have one culture at home and then once they leave their home and go to school every day, they have another culture that they have to deal with. Um, so it's difficult on the kids if we as parents try to force certain things on them, let, guide them, and let them, you know, make their own decisions into how they want to continue culturally. But you just basically have to continuously teach them. Uh, you can't tell them that, you know, our, our culture is the best. Uh, when you go to school and you hear these things, uh, set them aside. They don't matter. Everything matters. It just what do you want to uh, show your kids as being more, I guess, uh, important uh, as you grow older uh, as children?
0: Right. That is amazing advice. And I will definitely let my parents know as well so they can learn from you. <laughs> nah.
1: yeah. yeah. I don't know. if they, I don't, they might have better advice than I do sometimes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time, Mr. Saste. This was amazing to hear about your experiences and how you grew up in the United States and how you're helping your kids assimilate into American culture and giving them that balance as well. So thank you so much for your time.
1: You're welcome. And thank you for having me and uh, letting me share.
0: Yeah. So in this episode, Tarika Foundation's Mindful, Beautiful, and Thriving Podcast We spoke with Mr. Vishal Saste about his rich background and perspectives of growing up and living in different countries. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Please check us out at tarika.foundation for more podcasts and resources, and have a wonderful day. You are listening to Mindful, Beautiful, and Thriving, a podcast series by Tharika Foundation. As part of our youth series, We will be releasing new episodes every Friday, so make sure to continue to check those out. We hope you enjoyed this podcast, and thank you so much for listening.